Welcome to all of you, whether you're here for the first time or you've, you're a regular here at Sunrise, you know this is a different kind of Sunday. As Greg said on the video, this is Family Sunday. Es un domingo familiar. And so what that means is we're glad to have the boys and girls here. And just so you know, parents, we do have on the table in the back, there's some coloring pages, some activity pages, some crayons, some things to help the kids stay engaged. And I hope that I'll do my best to engage and to talk at, uh, at their level as well, some things that they will be able to understand and take home. Our hope is you talk about it. Mi esperanza es que ustedes puedan hablar entre, entre ustedes, adultos y, y niños, de mensaje de hoy. And you might learn something from your child today. Uh, and so with that, I want to, instead of sending the boys and girls out like I normally do, I want to bring them up. I want to bring the boys and girls who are able to come right over here. Can you guys come to this corner with me? All right. And as you're coming up, boys and girls, please come up. Por favor, vengan. All right, I need your help here, okay? Come on up. Yep, I see some over here. As you come up, you guys are brave. I want to see if we have any brave adults. I need a couple of adult volunteers here. Any brave adults? I just need one or two of you. These two guys. What about you two guys right here? Are you guys brave? Yeah, you were just up front, right? So you're brave. All right, these guys are good. You guys stand right there, okay? All right, now, and then also, I see little uh, Adam over there. Adam, uh, you guys can stay there. Se pueden quedar ahí? But I want, I want you to be aware that he's there, okay? We got this little guy there. So here's the thing, boys and girls. There is something that all of you guys right here can do better than these guys, okay? Hay algo que ustedes pueden hacer mejor que estos. What? I want you to think about it a minute. I'm not going to ask you for an answer quite yet, okay? What do you think you can do better than them? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. However, there is something that Adam can do better than you guys. Yeah. Being cute, yeah, that's a great guess. All right, very good. Yeah, Adam's pretty cute. So he, he can do something better than you guys, and you can do something better than these guys. Any guesses? Adivining. What do you think, Bentley? About what? When? About what? <laughs> Maybe remembering? Maybe that's something he could do better? Oh, just kidding. What, what can he do better than you? Oh, he, he doesn't, he never trips? Well, I don't know about that. You trip a lot. Okay, well, it might be. Any other good guesses here? Yes. Being cute and always, um, actually being really cuter than all of us could. Okay. Look, being cuter. What, how about this way? What do you guys think you can do better than those two guys? What do you think, Adrian? Being smaller. You're much better at that than they are. Yes, that's very true, very true. One more, Bentley. Be like a rock star. You can be a rock star better than those guys. You better watch out. David might challenge you there to a contest. Yeah. All right. So here it is. Here's what I'm going to tell you that you guys can do better or that this baby can do better than all of you. Okay? This baby, Adam, can learn any language in the world faster and better than all of you guys. Él puede aprender cualquier idioma del mundo mucho mejor y más rápido que cualquiera de ustedes. He can do that. All you have to do is put him in the right place. 
He could learn Arabic. He could learn Chinese. He could learn Japanese. There are 6,000 languages in the world. He could learn any of them. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, all right? He could do that, but, 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 who here is under eight years old? Who is eight years old or less? You guys are under eight. Who's like seven, six, five, four? Okay, you're in fourth grade, but if you're under eight years old, you can learn any language almost as well as he can. Almost. Pueden aprender cualquier idioma casi como este. It might take a little longer, but you'll speak just as good as he uh, does in the end, all right? Now, if you're over 15, you guys over 15? What are you, 14? Oh, so you've got to be over here then. All right, there you go. David, David, and all of you, raise your hand if you're over 15. If you're over 15, all right. There's good news and there's bad news. The good news is you can learn any language if you want to. Don't kid yourself. You can. Pueden aprender cualquier idioma. But, but it's going to take you much longer and you will never speak like a native. You will never speak naturally that language. Les va a durar más tiempo y no van a hablar como alguien natural que habla un idioma así. All right? Got that? Okay, that is what I wanted to do to get your help. Thank you, boys and girls. So I want you to go back to your chairs. Yeah, you go back, all right? And, hey, bless you in your language learning, okay? I'm just going to fix this. So here's the question. Aquí la pregunta. You're probably wondering, why? Right? Why can Adam learn any language better than anybody else. ¿Por qué él puede aprender cualquier idioma? That's been an age-long question. And experts for years have tried to figure this out. The latest theory, la teoría más, más reciente, it's this, that as we grow up speaking our dominant language, what we begin to do in our brains is we begin to hone in on the sounds and the words of our language, and to really focus on them. Al crecer nos enfocamos en los sonidos y las palabras en nuestro idioma dominante, but at the same time, what we're doing is we're filtering out all the sounds and the words of other languages. We ignore them. Ignoramos los sonidos y las palabras de otros idiomas. And so, when we hear a foreign language, what does it sound like to us? A foreign language sounds like baby talk. Right? It's, it's senseless. It doesn't make sense. Parece como habla de bebés, un, un idioma. But what a child does is a child opens up. A child is open. A child is flexible. A child can make any sound, hear any sound, and work with any sound. And therefore, if you're going to learn another language, you have to become like a child. Para aprender otro idioma, tienes que ser, estar abierto y flexible como un niño. Now, that reminds me of something very important that Jesus said. And I want to read about it today in the Gospel according to Luke chapter 18. Vamos a mirar Lucas 18. Luke chapter 18, there's some page numbers on the screen if you're using the Bibles from the back. This is one of the scriptures we're looking at today. And here's a story that is helpful for us. Aquí dice lo siguiente. It says, people were also bringing babies to Jesus to have him touch them. 
And when the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. They said, don't do that. También le llevaban niños pequeños a Jesús para que los tocara. Al ver esto, los discípulos reprendían a quienes los llevaban. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Pero Jesús llamó a los niños y dijo, dejen que los niños vengan a mí y no se lo impidan, porque el reino de Dios es de quienes son como ellos. Les aseguro que el que no reciba el reino de Dios como un niño, de ninguna manera entrará en él. Whoever will not receive the kingdom of God as a child will never enter it. El que no reciba el reino de Dios como un niño no entrará en él. And Jesus is saying here, to enter into a saving relationship with God, to enter into God's space, into God's place, God's embrace, God's reality, God's realm, God's path. To enter in, you must become like a little child. I might add, a little child that's learning to speak a new language para entrar en una relación salvadora con Dios, al lugar de Dios, abrazo de Dios, hay que ser como un niño aprendiendo otro idioma. But here's the thing, you and I, in effect, in a way, have grown up speaking a different language than the language of God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. No hemos hablado el idioma del cielo. In fact, there's a lot in us that has learned to filter out the language and the ways of heaven. You see, our dominant, our native language is the language of sin. Nuestro idioma dominante es el del pecado. We've, we've learned the vocabulary and the grammar of a sinful life. We've, we've learned uh, sinful, selfish words and egotistical, self-centered thoughts. And this forms a whole pattern of how we live our lives. And it filters out the things of God. Hemos aprendido un idioma dominante, un vocabulario del pecado, del egoísmo, los pensamientos del pecado. And so if we're going to enter into... The kingdom of heaven, in a sense, it's like learning a foreign language. It's like learning uh, the vocabulary and the grammar of grace. The language of love, the thought patterns of God. Tenemos que aprender el vocabulario de la gracia, el amor de Dios, los pensamientos de Dios. But that means that somehow we've got to unlearn our native language, so that we can open up and learn a whole new pattern, a whole new set of ways. Tenemos que desaprender nuestro idioma del pecado para aprender el de Dios. In Isaiah 55, the prophet talks about this. I want to kind of take you through a section of Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, the prophet says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Buscan al Señor mientras se deje encontrar. Llámenlo mientras esté cercano. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the evil man, his thoughts, que abandone el malvado su camino, perverso sus pensamientos. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. To our God, 
for he will freely pardon que se vuelva Señor a nuestro Dios que es generoso para perdonar y de él recibirá misericordia we need to change our ways we need to unlearn our ways that are low and sinful and proud and selfish and egotistical and twisted tenemos que desaprender nuestros caminos que son egoístas orgullosos rebeldes and turn, as Tony was saying before, change direction to seek God while we can. Para buscar al Señor. It's like learning another language. Now you guys may have suspected, if you hear me a little bit, I speak some Spanish. Greg speaks some Spanish as well. We just found out that today. I had to learn it like these guys over here. I had to learn the hard way. I was 16 when I started learning Spanish. Tenía 16 años cuando empecé a hablar español. But here's something else you may not know about me. I studied French in college. Estudié francés en la universidad. And this year, just because I'm crazy and I like to torture myself, I decided that I was going to work on my French. I was going to try to improve my French, and I've been doing this every day in my little free time, and I'm, it's actually happening. I'm starting to understand more and more French. Estoy trabajando mi francés para mejorarlo. But there's a couple things I've learned in the process. One, I have to come to French as it is. I have to submit to learning French the way French is, I can't in some way say, I don't want French to be that way. I'm going to make it different. No puedo, tengo que someterme a francés tal como es. No puedo cambiarlo. I can't change it. For example, I might want to say, I don't want to say, bien sûr. I don't want to say that. I want to be more Spanish in my ways. I want to say, bien sûr. You know the difference between that? Bien sûr in French means, of course. Bien sur in Spanish means, well, south. Doesn't mean the same thing. Okay? Or I might say, you know what? I don't want to say très bien. I want to say tres bien. Très bien is French. It means very well. Tres bien is Spanish. It means three. Okay? It's different. I have to come to French as it is and understand that French is different from what I think it is, and I have to adapt to French. French doesn't have to adapt to me. Yo me tengo que adaptar a francés. The second thing I've learned is I can't do this on my own. I can't just close myself up in a room and say, okay, I'm going to really try hard to think really French thoughts up here. I'm going to have all these cool French thoughts in my head. And if I just work at it hard enough, I'm going to come out of that room speaking perfect French. Doesn't work that way. Voy a pensar pensamiento franceses y después salir hablando francés. No, I have to get into an environment. I have to come into a place where I'm hearing French sounds. That's why the internet is so cool, podcasts and, and, and radio and TV programs, and you can hear all these things. And I have to read things that are written for me in French, and then if I absorb enough of that and begin to adapt my ways, then I might be able to speak some French too. Tengo que escuchar mi ambiente, podcasts y cosas esas, y leer cosas. What do I have to do to learn French? I have to become like a child. Tengo que hacerme como niño. I have to set aside my pride of what I think is the right way. And, and so this is what Jesus is saying. 
In effect, that's what we have to do. If we're going to come to God, we need to become like little children and we need to change our minds, to change our thinking, to turn from our ways. But Isaiah 55, verse 8, points to the problem. Isaiah 55, 8, lo habla. God says, here's the deal. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Mis pensamientos no son los de ustedes, ni sus caminos son los míos. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mis caminos y mis pensamientos son más altos que los de ustedes, más altos que los cielos sobre la tierra. This a process of unlearning our way of thinking and, and living is what the Bible calls repentance. Tony was talking about that later, a proceso de desaprender nuestro camino es el arrepentimiento. To repent means to change your thinking. But not only that, it's to change your direction. It's to turn. It's to act in a different way. Es cambiar de pensamiento y de dirección. And again, here's the deal. Just as with French, there's no way I can say, I'm going to change myself. I'm going to lock myself in a room, and I'm going to think all these God-like thoughts and these, all these wonderful God-like ways, and I'm going to come out, and I'm going to be a righteous person. I'm going to live in a way that's kind and good and loving. It doesn't work that way. Yo voy a hacer pensamientos buenos y encerrarme, pensar en Dios, y después salir siendo una buena persona. It, see, the problem is this. God's thoughts and God's ways are higher than my ways. Los caminos y los pensamientos de Dios son más altos que lo mío. And so what do I need to do? I need to get into an environment where God is having an influence in my life. That's why Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Tengo que estar en un ambiente donde Dios me influye. Busquen al Señor mientras que se deje encontrar. I need to seek God. And repentance is saying, I'm, I'm breaking with my past. I'm breaking with my past patterns, and I'm going to seek God. Voy a buscar a Dios. But how can I seek a God I can't see? ¿Cómo buscar a un Dios que no puedo ver? How do I look for God when everything in me is programmed to look out for me? I'm not used to that. ¿Cómo buscar a Dios cuando siempre busco lo mío? As we said, God's thoughts, God's ways are higher than my thoughts, my ways. The Bible would say that we cannot in our own efforts and in our own uh, extension rise up to God's level. We cannot get up to God. No podemos subir a Dios. And so what needs to happen is that God needs to come down to us and be near. That's the only way I can seek him. Dios tiene que bajar a mí y estar de cerca. Look at Isaiah 55, verse 10. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Así como la lluvia y la nieve descienden del cielo y no vuelven allí sin antes regar la tierra y hacerla fecundar y germinar 
para que de semilla al que siembra y el pan al que come, así es también la palabra que sale de mi boca. No volverá a mí vacía, sino que hará lo que yo deseo y cumplirá con mis propósitos. We can't get up to God. We can't, in our own efforts, speak God's language and think God's thoughts and live in God's ways. So God comes down to us. Dios baja a nosotros. How? He sends his word. He sends his word like rain on the dead, dry land, the terrain of our hearts, our sinful hearts. Él envía su palabra como lluvia sobre nuestros corazones secos y muertos. And we must understand again when, when this says, so is the word that goes out of my mouth. What is this word that God sends? It's not just words on a page. It's not just commandments and instructions that say, live a different way, do this, don't do that. No son solo instrucciones o palabras en una página. Yes, God's given that, us that. He's given us the written word, the scriptures. He's given us the Ten Commandments. But here's the thing we find from scripture, that that wasn't enough to change the heart of Israel. The words in themselves weren't enough to change behavior and direction and thinking. Israel still had Egypt inside of them, even though God gave them the promised land and he gave them the words and the ways to live in that land. You see, the word we need from God is not only that. The word we need from God is a special word, a special communication from God, that word is a person who not only speaks our language, but he comes to us in the same way we are, in flesh and in blood, to live on this earth. That word that God sends out like rain on the earth is Jesus. Esa palabra es una persona, es Jesús. Jesus came down to speak our language, to live among us, and he died in our place And on the cross, he spilled his blood to irrigate our dead, dry, sinful hearts so that life could come out of death. Él derramó su sangre en la cruz para regar nuestro corazón seco y muerto. And then he rose again from the dead so that now we can be lifted up, we can be raised up with him to God, we can be raised up to a new way of life, we can be raised up to a new way of thinking, a new way of acting, a new way of living. That's the good news. Él resucitó para que pudiéramos ser levantados a un nuevo, uh, una nueva vida con Dios. And it's this Jesus that God sent down who says through the Gospel of Luke, let the Little children, come to me. Do not hinder them, because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Que vengan los niños a mí, no se lo impidan, porque el reino de Dios es de quienes son como ellos. See, Jesus Christ has taken the greatest step in coming down to us, so that we can take the most important step of trusting in him like little children. El dio paso más grande de bajar a nosotros para que demos el paso más importante de creer en él. It's about being open and flexible and taking next steps with Jesus.
That's the series we began last week. In Acts chapter two, there's an amazing story. 50 days after Jesus died upon the cross, after he rose again from the dead, after he ascended into heaven, the scripture says that he poured out his Holy Spirit upon his followers, his disciples. 50 days después de la muerte de Jesús, después de haber resucitado, ascendido, él derramó su Espíritu Santo sobre sus, sus creyentes. And what did they do? They spoke in languages that they had never learned. Adults speaking the message, the word of Jesus Christ in languages that they had previously not studied. Pudieron hablar en idiomas que no habían aprendido y hablaron el mensaje de Jesús. And they told the people in a language that the people could understand what Jesus had done for them. They brought the word from God, the message and the power and the truth of Jesus by the Holy Spirit to those people. And Acts 2.37 says, when the people heard this in their own language, they were cut to the heart. They were profoundly touched to understand it was their sin that had put Jesus on the cross. And they spoke to Peter, the one who went to the deep water with Jesus when we what we talked about last week, they spoke to them and they said, what shall we do? Cuando oyeron eso, se sintieron profundamente conmovidos y dijeron a Pedro y los otros, hermanos, ¿qué debemos hacer? And Peter said, here's what you do. Repent. Arrepiéntanse. Repent. Break with your old life unlearn the language and the ways of your sinful, rebellious hearts. Unlearn that, leave that. Dejen su pasado y desaprendan el vocabulario de pecado. And here's what you do, be baptized. Que bautícese cada uno. In other words, get immersed, get submerged, get fluent in the name, in the word, the one word you need to know, Jesus Christ. Que estén inmersos, sumergidos, conectados con Jesucristo. That's what you need to do. So what he's talking about is repentance and faith. Unlearning our sin in order to follow Jesus and trust in him like little children learning a brand new language. Se trata de dejar el pecado para aprender y seguir a Jesús en los pasos de Jesús. And faith, as I said last week, is not just nodding your head and saying, yeah, I think that's true. I'm good with that. No es, no es simplemente decir que sí con la cabeza. Faith is saying yes with everything in your life. It's nodding yes with your whole life. And you are submitting to Jesus as he is. I said last week that Jesus got into Peter's boat and he gets in and we think he's a passenger in our boat. But Jesus doesn't get into our boats as a passenger. He comes in as the captain of the boat. And so faith is trusting in the captain and letting him take us on this journey. La fe es confiar en Jesús, no como pasajero en nuestra barca, sino como el capitán. 
Romans 10, 8 says something powerful to this effect. Romans 10, 8 says the word, the word you need, the word that unlocks it all is near you. The word is in your mouth. It's in your heart. You can speak this new language. You can enter into this reality, this new reality. Here's the word of faith that we are proclaiming. La palabra está cerca de ustedes. Está en su corazón y su boca. La palabra de fe que predicamos. This is the word that unlocks it all. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. He's captain of my boat. And you believe in your heart and with your life that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved and you enter into this new reality. Si confiesas con la boca, Jesús es el Señor y crees en tu corazón que Dios lo levantó de los muertos, serás salvo. And Peter, back in Acts, says this promise that we're talking about, this promise is for you, it's for your children, it's for all whom the Lord our God would call. Anybody. Esta promesa es para todos ustedes, sus hijos, los que estén lejos, todos los que Dios quiera llamar. So, this is the most important step we're talking about today, repentance and faith. El arrepentimiento y la fe. Trusting in Jesus and starting off with him as a little child. But here's, again, the thing we need to understand. I want to stress it again. When we come to Jesus and we say, I'm ready to, to learn your ways, Jesus, we, we cannot make Jesus and the Jesus journey into something we want it to be any more than I can make French something that I want it to be. No podemos hacer de Jesús lo que queramos. And here's the obstacle that a lot of people run up to. Yes, I want to take the next step with Jesus. Yes, I want to go forward. Yes, I want to believe in him, but oh, that I'm not going to change. That I'm not going to let go. Because I, I want to still speak that language. I like the morality of those folks. I don't like the way Jesus says I should live. It becomes an obstacle. Quiero seguir a Jesús, pero no quiero dejar eso. Quiero mantener eso. And again, Jesus is saying, if you want to go forward, you can't try to squeeze me into a box of do-it-yourself religion. You can't try to bend and shape me around your life so that it's more comfortable. No puedes conformarme a tu imagen because what Jesus is doing, he doesn't want us to bend him to our will. He wants to bend us to his will. He wants to conform us to his image, the Bible says. Él quiere conformarnos no a nuestra voluntad, sino a la suya. So we have to, that's the big step of faith. Repentance must go with faith. You can't simply say, I believe in Jesus, but none of that is changing. I believe in Jesus. I'm unlearning this. Jesus, I don't know anything. I'm a baby. Take me. That's what we're talking about. So what does that mean? Well, there are so many steps we can take. I said that before. But the, the big steps that we're keeping in mind here today are the steps of repentance. And then I'll add to that, Baptism and profession of faith. Baptism, profession of faith. El bautismo, la profesión de fe. Baptism. Baptism is about that initiation into the Jesus journey. Now at sunrise, what we do is we, we often baptize children and baptism and profession of faith are, are a bit separated here. El bautismo y la profesión de fe para niños es algo separado. So we baptize babies. Why? 
because babies are great learners and we're gonna baptize, we're gonna initiate this baby in the language and in the ways and in the customs and in the thoughts of Jesus. It begins when they're Adam's age. We're gonna pray with them, we're gonna share the Bible with them and then we believe by God's grace that they will stand up as adults and say, I believe. That's profession of faith. Como adultos después van a profesar su fe. Jesus is Lord. I'm saying the same thing, not just as my parents, but as God says about Jesus. I believe in him. Y después van a profesar su fe. Now, there are some of us that come to Jesus Christ a little bit like we come to language learning, like I came to Spanish at age 16. You come as an adult. You've met Jesus, and you've turned from an old life. You're headed to a new life. It's appropriate to have baptism right there because you're still learning the language and the ways and the thoughts of God. But baptism and the profession of your faith are, are coupled at that point. And you stand up and you say, I'm on a new journey. And, and profession of faith is about declaring your new identity. La profesión de fe es declarar tu nueva identidad. My primary identity now is not what the culture tells me it is. My primary identity is not what my job is or my family tells me. My primary identity is not based on my favorite sports team. It's not based on my political affiliation. It's not based on anything the culture would want to give me. Mi identidad no se basa en mi equipo favorito de deporte o mi partido político o lo que dice mi familia o mi trabajo. My primary and sole identity is that I am a child of God through Jesus Christ. Soy hijo de Dios por fe de Jesús. That's what you're declaring in baptism and profession of faith as an adult. 1 Peter 3.20.21 says, this water symbolizes the baptism that saves you. Es agua simboliza bautismo que le salva. It's not the washing of dirt from the body. No es la limpieza del cuerpo, but it's, it's about the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It's about calling upon God for a washing that happens through Jesus Christ. Ese compromiso de tener una buena conciencia con Dios. And so this is where I want to land us today, and I want to say that if you are contemplating these steps, these next steps of baptism, of profession of faith in Jesus Christ, we want to talk with you and walk with you and work with you and help you to take those steps, to take them in appropriate ways, letting go of the past, moving into the future. Queremos ayudarles a, a poder dar estos pasos. In a, in a couple weeks, we're going to give you more details as we go, but we're going to have a little forum uh, to be able to talk with you, with our elders and some others, and we would just love to get face-to-face -face with you if that's where you are in the, in the journey. If you're at a, step, a place of taking the next step, we want to identify the obstacles. Queremos identificar los obstáculos, but also the opportunities for you and move you forward on that. So let's pray together and let's ask Jesus to help us to be like little children. Vamos a orar. God, we need to be more like little Adam here, just enjoying being at the front of the worship center because this is his father's house. He is the way you said, Jesus to come into your kingdom, to be like a child, to be like a baby. Queremos ser como niños, Señor, para llegar a tu casa, llegar a tu presencia. 
there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to unlearn. Hay mucho para aprender y desaprender. Help us to do that. Where we have fears of taking next steps, give us courage. Where we need light, may your word speak to us. Where we need encouragement, may others from the family, from the church, be willing to walk with us. Be with us, Jesus. Thank you that you have come down. Thank you for the incarnation. God made flesh. Gracias por la encarnación. Dios hecho hombre. You came. You've spoken our language. The cross, you speak volumes about love. You said it not just with words, but you said it with your body and with your blood. En la cruz, has hablado amor no solo con palabras, sino con tu cuerpo y tu sangre. Give us courage to follow you and to know that you have only the best in store for us. Que podamos ver solo lo mejor. We ask this in Jesus' name, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.